Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Come on, side, side, side. Today's show is sponsored by PDM, Pod Digital Media, the number one multicultural podcast app is here. PDM, Pod Digital Media, is the very first black-owned podcast app. You can listen to shows from every single category, like sports, business, health, lifestyle, and culture, all from creators of color like me. Download it today in the Apple App Store and listen to new shows. Plus, if you want to release a podcast, record it and release it directly from the app. PDM, Pod Digital Media app. Download it right now. Tell them Ed Lover sent you. Come on, side, side. Check, 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 check. Is come on, son, the podcast. My name is Ed Lover. I'm live from my closet because it's the quietest place in my house to actually do a podcast. I got a puppy for everybody that knows. And sometimes a puppy can be loud when you have a small dog. So this is acoustically and volume-wise the quietest place for me to podcast from. So I'm in my closet. So if if you're watching this on uh, IG Live or whatever, you see all these clothes behind me, please don't judge me. I just happen to be in my closet at the time. And this podcast I want to call the Frustration Podcast because, honestly, y'all, I'm frustrated. Um... From it started, it really kind of started this morning. I mean, as if anybody cares, I went to take my car in, and um, I filled out online an appointment to take my car in. I had my car fixed aesthetically, so that means collision. You know, um, I was driving home one night. I'm, I'm in Atlanta. I'm in Georgia, so y'all know it gets country dark here. So. I'm coming home, and I didn't see a down tree. It wasn't a huge tree. It was a small tree. So it kind of tore up the bottom part of my car and the left quarter panel a little bit. So I had to, you know, thank God I got insurance. So I took it to the insurance company, um, and they fixed it. But here's the problem. On these cars, you got automatic lights, right? So when the car is on at night, the lights come on automatically. When you shut the car off, the lights go off. So now, for some reason, the lights have started blinking when they're in auto. Okay. So that's a problem. Because if the uh, electricity goes off totally, I'm screwed, right? Inside the car, you can see, like, your, um, what they call um, atmosphere lights. They're doing the same thing. Every time the headlights blink off and blink on, the atmosphere lights inside the car blink on and blink off. So I was like, okay, car's pretty new. Still under warranty. It's an Equus. I took it to Hyundai. I made the appointment online to take it into um, Equus. I mean, take it into Hyundai. I'm sorry. I'm just, my mind's all over the place because I'm frustrated. 1030 appointment today. So finish up at work. Drive all the way from where I live out to Kennesaw, Hyundai of Kennesaw. I'm online. I got an appointment. I get there early. I'm there at 1015 for a 1030 appointment. Get in line. The guy comes to help me, and I inform him that I'm going to need a loaner car. When I went online to make the appointment, it said loaner car. Yes, no. Now, I'm dropping my car off because it's got electrical problems. It's under warranty. Y'all already saw that. You should have looked that up before I made the appointment. I get in there. He said, are you going to drop the car off? I said, yes, I am, sir. I'm going to need a loaner car. And then he gives me this strange look. I said, yeah, I'm going to need a loaner car. I filled it, you know, filled it out online and informed you guys way before I got here that I'm going to need a loaner car. Oh, we just don't have loaner cars like that. 
I'm like, okay, wait a minute, let me check. So he goes in, you know, stand outside, he comes back out, and he goes, um, in order for us, we just don't have loaner cards on the premises right now. Now, this is Hyundai of Kennesaw that sells cards and has a huge car lot. What do you mean you don't have loaner cards? Come on, son. All right? So I said, listen, I informed you way before I even got here that I needed a loaner car. Well, we would have to do a diagnostic check on the car and to make sure the car's under warranty before we give out loaner cars, which is not what it says on their website whatsoever. So I'm like, I'm telling you that the car is under warranty. I know that for a fact, and I'm telling you what's wrong with the car, and it's not something that you can fix in an hour. Okay? So I need a loaner car. Oh, I'm sorry. We can't accommodate you right now with a loaner car. So now I'm frustrated. I'm like, yo, this service sucks, man. This is unprofessional because... Why is it on your website? And if you didn't have a loaner car, why you inform me before I came here? You're not the only Hyundai dealership that I could deal with, but I chose to deal with you. And now you're telling me something that you didn't tell me before I drove the 20 miles or whatever to come out here to y'all. It's so unprofessional, man. Hyundai of Kennesaw, your service sucks, dude. And whoever your general manager is, y'all need to fix your website. So stop asking people if they need anything. And then when they get to the dealership, you don't have it. That's unprofessional and poor service. So that's what triggered me being frustrated today. And then it just continued. Because on my way back, no, I did not drop my car off to them. No way. On my way back, I get stuck in traffic. So then again, I'm frustrated. And then I hear sirens behind me. That further frustrated me because now I'm thinking of Dante Wright and the fact that he got killed when a so-called mistake was made by the police. How many so-called mistakes are going to be made by the police? Breonna Taylor was a so-called mistake. Am I right or wrong, y'all? Breonna Taylor was a so-called mistake. What was Sandra Bland? What was, oh, the, the white police officer. I thought that was my apartment. I made a mistake when I killed that black man. Was George Floyd a mistake? Now they're sitting in a courtroom and some white so-called expert is trying to tell us that Derek Chauvin's knee was not the cause of George Floyd's death, that he had a pre-existing condition. And we supposed to believe this? I'm frustrated because I got scared when I heard police sirens behind me and I was stuck in traffic on the highway and I wasn't doing anything wrong. But you don't need to be doing anything wrong to be assaulted or murdered by the police. Then here comes this army sergeant in Columbia, South Carolina, that pushed the young man around just for being in the neighborhood. And I'm glad that we out there protesting in front of his house. Keep that same energy. Y'all heard the term. Keep that same damn energy. Now you don't want to come out the house. I'm not even sure if he's still. Well, I know they arrested him for third degree assault, but I'm not sure if he's still locked up. But they're protesting in front of his house. His wife was out there with him. Why are you not coming outside trying to explain your actions or the actions of your husband? Then I see another video of a white man in Ohio that was getting pulled over for a traffic stop, and he took off, hit the two police cars behind him, took off with a cop hanging on to his truck, and he was neither tased nor shot. And I'm supposed to believe that this is just an accident every time. I am so frustrated by what's going on with us as African-Americans, males and females, but more so with men, I don't want to leave the women out because I don't want you to say, well, it's this one, that one, and I, and we're getting it too. Yeah, y'all, are, we all are getting it, but especially us. I used to do, when I, when I do a stand-up, one of my jokes was by the year 2000, this is back in the days, I used to say by the year 2000, black men in America are going to be extinct, and I feel like they're trying to make us extinct. And it's so frustrating that I have to have this talk with my son about how he should act in comparison to young white men his age when you're being pulled over by the police. This shit is frustrating. Then I turn on TV. I'm watching Saturday Night Live, and Kid Cudi comes out there with a dress on, talking about he did it in honor of his idol, Kurt Cobain, 
Why would Kurt Cobain, of all people, be your idol? He couldn't get his personal life straight. Don't you understand what this is all about, bro? You have to be an example as a shining, strong black man in America. Because the killing of black men in America is going down every single day. And the pussification of black men is going down every single day. And you go on national television on Saturday Night Live with a dress on. If you like Kurt Cobain so much, why don't you just bring a big picture of Kurt Cobain out and sit it on, an, what do you call it, an easel? Sit on an easel and do that while you're performing. We cannot afford for you as a black man to appear on Saturday Night Live with a dress on. You, you heard, it's frustrating, man. Dealing with this whole thing is frustrating. It really is. It really is, man. Why is there so many different sets of rules for every police department and sheriff's department and county sheriff's department and local police in this country? Why do all of these people have different sets of rules? Well, that was an excessive force by our rules and regulations. Why is there so many different rules and regulations? Everywhere you go, man. I know, you know, okay, let me tell y'all. I grew up in New York City. New York City has five boroughs. Brooklyn, Queens, Manhattan, the Bronx, and Staten Island. We had one police force. The big blue gang, we used to call them. One police force. But all the rules in New York City, every one of those boroughs had the same exact rules. Now, whether or not they followed them, that was frustrating Absolutely. But it was one set of rules. Then you would go over to Jersey. When I first moved to Jersey, I lived in Hackensack, New Jersey. Hackensack had one set of rules. Leonia had a different set of rules. All of these different towns, every single little town had a different police department. Same thing with Long Island. There's Nassau County Police. Then there's Suffolk County Police, but then there's the Westbury Police Department. There's uh, Roosevelt Police Department. Every one of them little towns has a different police department that have a different set of rules. So you may go thinking that the rules that apply here applies there too, but it's not the same thing. So if they kill you, they could say, well, our lethal force, under the guidelines of what we call lethal force, he didn't overdo it with choking you to death or shooting you or you get murdered because you had an air freshener dangling from your rear view mirror. I'm, I'm absolutely frustrated. Then at the same time, we see this stuff happening. Same time, these folks got the nerve to have White Lives Matter rallies and marches. White Lives Matter? White Lives have always mattered. We're just trying to make sure that our lives matter. We're getting distracted by all of this BS that's going on. It's really, as, 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 as a grown-ass 58-year-old black man, this shit is frustrating as hell, and nothing is changing. Think about from the time you were a kid to 2021, what's really, really changed for black people? If if you're not a black person that was able to break through the glass ceiling, and nine times out of ten, you still ain't all the way through the glass ceiling. What has really changed for you? What has changed? Okay, you got a little more money now. You can, you know, you know, we could buy, you know, more stuff. You know, Louis Vuitton shoes and Gucci belts and stuff like that. Not knocking anybody. I like it too. I like high fashion sometimes, but I do it in moderation. What has really changed for us? We got a, a, a few black billionaires. A few. If we have 10 black billionaires, how many white billionaires are there? 
And how come anybody white always has to have more money than anybody black? I've said this before and I say it again and I took this from Shaquille O'Neal. He said, when people saw how much money I was making, I always had to remember that there was an owner who was signing my check. So if they can afford to give me this, which is probably not even 10% of what they're grossing because of me. That's the reason why LeBron James is doing the things the way LeBron James is doing it. Because LeBron James is like, I'm not giving y'all a long-term contract, but y'all still going to give me this money. Because I'm not going to be here for 10 years, and then when I get a certain age and y'all feel like I don't have that step anymore, you want to reconstruct my contract or just cut me all together with no thank you or no nothing. I know. I've been there. I've been there. That was my last Power 105 trip before the Breakfast Club came. It was Ed Black, he makes too much money, get rid of him. But the white people can still stay there and keep their job. That's the frustration of being black in America. It's frustrating as hell. It really is, man. And we're not paying attention, I don't feel like we are, to anything. Just look at this, look at television. All of these stations and all of this say that they got our back 100% and da-da-da-da-da. They got our back. They could do whole-ass shows with no black people in the cast whatsoever. But as soon as a black person gets a chance to be in the cast or have his own show, they throw somebody white in there. You remember when Martin first started, he had the white boy that was working at the radio station with him. We haven't really, when, when A Different World started, Marissa Tomei was part of that cast until it became an all-black show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interview Chris Redd today, who's been on Saturday Night Live for a lot of seasons. He's on Keenan's new show, right? And Keenan's playing a single father. Who's Keenan's father-in-law? Don Johnson. You have to throw. When we did Who's the Man, they, we, we wanted Dennis Leary and Colin based on the fact that we were cool with Dennis Leary and Colin. But they, they forced white boys on us. And if we was like, if we're going to do that, then we're going to pick who it is that we feel like we cool with to do this movie. But it's always forced down your throat, but it's not forced down their throat on the other side of things. It's frustrating as hell trying to make it in America as a black man. And I can only speak for that of which I am, a black man. They're trying to soften us up. They're letting people, people are afraid to really have an honest to God opinion about anything because they're scared of cancel, cancel culture. All of a sudden now Deshaun Watson got all these charges against them, but when he was playing for Texas, he didn't have any charges. Y'all can't see where I'm going with this? Maybe Deshaun did what they say he did. Or maybe the Houston Texans helped him cover up what he was doing. But now that I don't want to play here no more, all of these accusations and stuff start flying in his direction. It's so very tough and frustrating to be who you are and to have people that are a different color than you are get in front of you when they're nowhere near as talented as you are. We saw it back in the days with Vanilla Ice. Oh, my God. Boy. Let me tell you all something that I learned about white people in America. If they can find somebody that do what you do, then they feel like they don't need you anymore. They were hammer, 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 hammer. Oh, my God. Hammer is such an amazing entertainer. He's the MC of MCs because Hammer was a dancer and rapper and all that. Soon as Vanilla Ice came around, I was doing the same thing that Hammer was doing. They ain't need Hammer no more. Now you got to fight for your position. How Vanilla Ice sell 10 million albums based off of one right song? He was never good as an MC. Never was, never will be. Like Robert. But he's not a dope MC at all. When you had MCs making records long before he did, but as soon as he touched his white toe into hip-hop, he blew up. 
blew up. They purposely blew him up. Because as soon as you find somebody white that can do what you're doing when you're black and you're on top, they push your ass to the side. Look at the whole Janet Jackson fiasco. Britney Spears came after her. Oh, Britney, oh, we don't need Janet no more. Get out of here. Tell you. Justin Timberlake's the one that ripped her thing off at the at the uh, Super Bowl. And he got over and she got banned. Come on, y'all. Y'all don't see this right here? How about the uh, Army lieutenant that they just pepper sprayed? That two white cops pepper sprayed. They had their tasers out. And all he was asking is, why are you... Why are you pulling me over? Get out the car. Get out the car. Why do I have to get out the car and can't get an explanation from you? But white America accuses Colin Kaepernick of not being patriotic. But when there's a black army lieutenant, is that patriotic for you to spray him in his face with pepper spray? For what? I think if I get pulled over by the police and I'm a black man in a dark area, I think I too want to drive to a lit area. Now, before I get out the car, don't I have the right to say, what are you pulling me over for? What's the problem? And as a public servant, which is what the police department is supposed to be, shouldn't you tell me what you pulled me over for? And why do I have to get out of my vehicle? And what right do you have to search my vehicle based on what? This is what happens to us all the time. All the time. How do you navigate this and keep your sanity? Because right now I feel like I'm losing mine. How do you tell me what neighborhood I can walk in? What am I doing out here? I'm having, I'm, I'm taking a walk, Columbia, South Carolina. What was Ahmad Arbery doing? I'm just jogging. Oh, we thought we saw. That's always the excuse. If it ain't you look like a suspect, it's, oh, we thought he was doing this or he was doing that. When it comes to us, this is us. They're trying to make us extinct. And I tell my son when he's driving and he's in Florida, be careful. Oh, if they would just listen to the police, none of this stuff would happen. If they would just obey what the police tell them to do, who are, is the, who are the worst people to cuss the police out? It's certainly not us. Even complying with the police, you end up dead. Even being in your own apartment, you end up dead. Even laying in the bed, you end up dead because they got a no-knock warrant. Now, I'm in Georgia. I have a license for all my firearms. If somebody kicks in my door in the middle of the night, I'm not going to stop and ask, who is it? Who are you? What are you doing here? I'm going to open fire. You're in my home. Breonna Taylor did not have to or did she deserve to die. I just had an air freshener hanging from my rearview mirror. And Dante Wright ends up dead. I'm just walking down the street. Some white man comes across me and starts pushing me around because I'm in the wrong neighborhood. And this guy is a sergeant in the armed forces that's supposed to be protecting America. He's not protecting an American. This is what we deal with. You don't understand BLM. I have to explain it to you why we're protesting and how protest turns into frustration. And sometimes frustration turns violent because you feel like you're at your wit's end and you feel like, what more can I do? What haven't we done? We've prayed. We've kneeled. We've sat in. You don't get it yet? You don't get it from King. You don't get it from Malcolm X till now. When are you going to get it? That we're human beings. Well, if you don't like it here, well, we were born here. What are you talking about? This is where we are from. This is this as much as our homeland that is, is yours. 
sometimes white people in America sometimes act like they're the original people on the on American soil. You're not. The Indians were here a long time before you were. I could go into so many different facets of of racial discrimination and institutionalized racism, redlining of your neighborhood so that you couldn't get a loan and your house was devalued. You got less support in your school systems, a block or two away. Why this side is that, why that side is this, how crack cocaine was deliberately pumped into our neighborhoods, how this stuff still exists right now, right now. And instead of paying full attention to it, which a lot of us do when something bad happens, but other than that, we want to do a TikTok challenge. I swear one day, man, white people are going to be in the Museum of Natural History or something, and little white boy is going to look up at his father and say, hey, Dad, what's that? It's going to be a black man stuffed. And he's going to go, son, well, that was right there. That was the 94 nigger. And that was the 99 nigger. That's the 2010 nigger. That's the 2020 nigger. And his son's going to say, well, Daddy, what happened to all the niggers? Well, it's a long story, son, but they're extinct. They have always been afraid of our intellect, our athleticism, our artistry, and we always been held back. And every time it comes time for a new election, all of these promises get made and we still dying in the street. Every single time. We think the next guy is going to be better than the last guy. And they seem to find a way to fail us every single time. How frustrating is it to know that you're just as good, but you can't break through that black uh, glass ceiling? My whole career on radio, my whole career, I've never made the money that Howard Stern is making. And Howard Stern was never, ever could ever be or was never better than me. It was what he was allowed to do because he's white. When I first started at SiriusXM, when I was on Backspin, which I enjoyed extremely, the freedom to say finally what I wanted to say, it was Howard Stern had a whole wing over there. And he had shows that ran... Five, six days a week, and he would only come in twice or three times a week if he felt like it to do a news show. You could, your past couldn't even get you over to where his studios were, paying this man that much money. You always held back, man. Always held back because you're black. They're not going to protect you. The way... Howard Stern got protected the whole time he's been on radio. You're not going to get protected like that. My thing was always to be a great radio personality. I never wanted to be a shock jock, but I did want the opportunity to say what I want to say. So when these things happen, when major things happen, these meetings happen to, to pretty much tell us how we should handle it. And I'm always the one that's on these Zoom call meetings, looking at them going, you're not a black man in America. Don't tell me how to handle it. Don't tell me, oh, you don't want to say that. We'll alienate. I, I, mm, 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 mm. Then how about I just take some days off? Because I'm going to speak loud and clear and proud. Because if you don't stand for something, you fall for anything. I heard that a lot, and I'm quite sure y'all did, but my dad used to always say that. You know, he used to always also say, because he left me all of these things about the civil rights movement. I have it. It's right here in the closet. I said, I, I get it, but I'll show it to y'all one day. The stuff my dad left me. 
He used to always also say, I'd rather die on my feet as a man than on my knees like a coward. So a lot of stuff from him I, I take away and it made me the man that I am today. But I'm so frustrated. I call this the frustration podcast. I'm tired of us. I'm tired of us being disrespected. If it ain't at the hands of the police, then they, you know, Trump um, put it into play that these white men out here think they can just handle us any way that they want to. Now, if we jump up and bust their ass, they're going to come and try to arrest us for it. So once again, we got to stand back and go, oh, let the police department handle it. The same police department that's killing us dead in the street. Why should we trust the police department in any city? in any place, any county in this world? Why should we trust them? When have they ever really served us, y'all? Ask yourselves that question. My people that's on live right now, thanks for joining me, man. I'm going to finish this podcast when it comes out. Chris Red is going to be from uh, Saturday Night Live and from um, the new Keenan show is going to be my guest. You can catch this on Come On, Son, the podcast. If you're watching me live right now, I haven't been live in a while, but today is frustration day for me, man. And that all started with my car, and it all moved me into my emotions about what it's like trying to be black in America. I'm wearing this voter die shirt, y'all, that Diddy gave me a long time ago. Now, maybe it's just to say die or die, fight or die, because it don't look like this voting is getting us anywhere, man. And Kamala Harris and all the whoop-woo about being the first black woman vice president. And we got Joe Biden. And what are y'all going to do for us? It's time for, for to stand up for us. Us. We need to help. This is the time we need to be pointed out and helped. We need funds. We need money pushed into our neighborhoods. We need better schools for our kids. We need you to get the police to fuck up off our backs, man, because they're killing us. What are you really going to do? Because I see when, when this Asian hate is starting to happen, y'all are reacting to that, and I, and I appreciate that because you should react to it, but react to it for us too. That $49, $50 million or whatever in the NFL with your bullshit self. You want to really make a change in the NFL? Can we get some black ownership? Why we still got to sit back and have two, three black head coaches? We can play the game, but we ain't smart enough to coach the game. Is that the message you sent in? If, if somebody black has money, and there are black people got money to have an NFL team. When they come up for it, why do the rest of the white boys that own NFL teams are the only ones that can vote on whether or not they can get a team? You really want to empower us? You really want to help us? Huh? Hollywood, you want to help us and empower us? Where's your programs to teach young black people and Latin people and Asian people how to be the lighting director, cameraman, director? All of these jobs, there's many times as I've been on some Hollywood sets that are all held by white people. Where's the diversity behind the scenes? Where's that at? Who's black that can green light a TV show or a film? Where are those people? That's what I want to know. What's really good? But you encourage us to put on the dress as an endangered species black man in America. Make sure y'all check this podcast out when it comes out. It's on, uh, I think I'm on, I'm on everything, every platform, man. So make sure y'all check it out, man. If, if I was boring today, you know, I ain't pull out the turntables and entertain y'all because I'm not on that right now, man. I'm on survival mode. This shit got to stop, y'all. And we got to put people's feet to the fire to make it stop. I never thought I'd hear myself say this, man, but if things don't change, certain companies and all these people that are making these promises, we got to make them stick to it. Or we got to boycott it because the only thing they understand is money. And we spend more money than anybody else, man. Come on, son, son. Let's keep it real for a moment. 
Quite a few people suffered financially during this pandemic, and now is the best time ever to make sure your bank account works with you and not against you. So listen, Chime is an award-winning app and debit card with no hidden fees nor monthly minimums. Listen, we all make mistakes, yours truly included. And those packed on overdraft fees are the worst. But with Chime, you get fee-free overdraft on up to $100 in debit purchases with SpotMe. It's like overdraft protection, but better. Get your paycheck, benefits, and tax return up to two days earlier with Chime's direct deposit. And again, no hidden fees or monthly minimums. My friends, join the millions on Chime. Sign up. Takes two minutes and does not impact your credit score at all. You earned your money and you deserve to keep every cent of it. So start saving and apply now at Chime.com slash EdLover. That's Chime.com slash EdLover. Chime is a financial technology company. Banking services provided by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Overdraft only applies to debit card purchases. Limits start at $20 and may be increased up to $100 by Chime. Early direct deposit depends on the payer. Out-of-network cash withdrawal fees apply. Third-party and cash deposit fees may apply. Go to Chime.com slash EdLover for details. Come on, son. son. Back again. It's me, Ed Lover. Come on, son. The podcast is the frustration podcast part two. And I'm also frustrated right now, but also elated. Because when I did frustration podcast part one, um, Chris Red was supposed to be my in-studio guest for Saturday Night Live. And he's on the Keenan show. And I set everything up to have the Zoom call. I got my background all ready and right. Then I just happened to look at my phone and they canceled on me. So I was frustrated about that. Canceled. Didn't even reschedule, y'all. Oh, Chris, not feeling well today. We'll reschedule with y'all at another time. Okay. Uh, Positive K, who's a friend of mine, had a song called I Got a Man. And there's a line in his song, in the song, and it goes, when I blow up, don't try to kick it to me later. That's how I feel about my podcast. New stuff is coming for this podcast. Brand new platform. It's about to be huge. So when I blow up on the podcast, don't try to kick it to me later. I'm already doing my numbers, but I'm going to do my number numbers now because there's going to be promotion behind this podcast. So I'm really going to do my numbers. Don't try to kick it to me later. That's all I'm saying. It did not reschedule. I'm a little frustrated about that. But like I said, also elated because that was last week. Now this week, I'm elated. I'm elated that Derek Michael Chauvin has been held accountable for what he did to George Floyd. I'm elated because it does not happen enough, but it did happen. I'm elated because now police are going to be held accountable. We hope different states have different laws. I'm elated because the prosecutor, the black man that prosecuted this case, hit the nail on the coffin. He did. One of the greatest things that I heard anybody ever say in a courtroom, and I don't know who to attribute this to, was it him or was it one of the other attorneys that were working on the case with him? In closing statements, he said, you've heard testimony that George Floyd died because his heart was too big. He said, no, George Floyd is dead because Derek Chauvin's heart was too small. And that sums it up 100%. We still got work to do. Still got work to do out there. We do need police reform. We need, in my opinion, this is just only my opinion, there's got to be some blanketed rules for every police department across the country. I just saw a couple of boys who were riding bikes that they owned get stopped. One of them got arrested. And their bikes taken by the police because they rode a town over. These are all black boys. They rode a town over. And in the town that they rode their bikes in, you're supposed to have a permit of some kind for every bike. They don't even live in that town. How do they know that? You could have gave them a warning. You could have told them what the law was and put them back on their bikes and sent them on their way. But, of course, it was white police with black kids. 
Black people have to stop being an automatic threat to the police department. Now, I know that's a tough job because my brother did it for 25 years. And I understand that you have to make split decisions sometimes when you're on a police force. I totally get it. But every black person that you look at, that you come into contact with, cannot be an automatic threat to you. That can't be your mind state. If that's your mind state, you don't need to be on a job. That shouldn't be the mind state for anyone in America. I should be able to walk into a store and not be seen as a threat just because of the color of my skin. But this racial insensitivity goes all the way back, all the way back to the way we have always been portrayed. All the way back to early films when white people put on blackface and portrayed themselves like monsters or threats to white society. We're going to steal a white woman away and rape her and kill. All of that stuff has been going on for a long time. The way we are portrayed in movies, this has been going on for a long time. We always had to play the pimp. We always had to play the gangbanger. Or we always had to play the drug dealer. You had never seen a super incredible, positive, and probably until the Jeffersons, when George owned the dry cleaners and then the Cosbys took it to the next level. With Mrs. Huxtable being a lawyer and Mr. Huxtable being a doctor. So I am elated that Derek Chauvin is going to jail for the murder of George Floyd, that they found him guilty on all counts. Second degree murder, third degree murder. It was a second or third degree manslaughter. But like I said, different states have different laws, folks. And that's just the way it is. Different states have different laws. See, we have a federal government, but then every state has their own government. So you, if you're driving from state to state, you, you may not even know the laws of that state. You may not know that in Minnesota it's illegal to have an air freshener hanging from your rearview mirror when you could live in a state and be passing through Minnesota and get a ticket for having an air freshener. You didn't know that, so that should be a warning. When you give them your license, you should be warned. I'm elated about this verdict. I prayed for this verdict. I was scared that we weren't going to get this verdict. But I am elated that we got this verdict. Because I watched Eric Gardner get choked by the police. He's the one that started the I Can't Breathe. And they didn't even get indicted. Derek Sherman was indicted and found guilty by a jury of his peers. Because for once, the video does not lie. The cop who killed Philando Castile that was on tape, shown on YouTube, didn't even get indicted. And there's so many others. So many others. Now we're talking about young Miss Bryant. Now we're talking about young Mr. Toledo. Respectively, 16 years old and 13 years old. Accountability is all we want. And equality that all other Americans have in this country is all we want. If you ain't going to shoot that color, don't shoot my color. That's all we're asking for. So I'm elated, y'all. I'm not as frustrated as I was last week. I'm actually elated about this because maybe, just maybe, we are moving in the right direction in America. And when we say God bless America, we're talking about all Americans, not just some, all. The power structure in America has to be changed. Has to be. Now, we can't have a few controlling the wealth of America. We have to change these things. And that's all it's about. It's about power. And after power comes money. It's always been that way, ever since slavery. 
The person with the power is the person that's going to have the most money. Excuse me for a minute. Had to get some water, y'all. Trying to drink a gallon a day. Gee, this is hard. Mm. But back to what I was saying. I'm elated. I'm very, I'm elated. I heard cries of freedom when that verdict came out. And once I heard guilty of second degree murder, I was like, they're going to they gonna slap him on all of them. I knew that. Guilty on all charges. But you know the judge has to read each verdict off. So I'm elated about that. In my heart and soul, I believe in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I believe in God. So I was elated that Black Rob is no longer suffering. Um, Rob was a friend of mine. Rob and I actually did a TV show together. Rob, myself, Mr. Cheeks. Uh, it's a bunch of us. And it, and Tretch, it was called Comeback Kings. And it was like a reality series. My cousin Talent, the incredibly gifted comedian, is about a bunch of us that was just living our lives. Do it all from Laws of the Underground. You probably just saw him on um, the verses with Red Man and Method Man. He performed. We were all on a show together called The Comeback Kings one of the greatest times of my life. And it actually aired late night in New York for a little while. Yeah, so rest in peace to Black Rob. X, of course, rest in peace. Um, it just goes to show me, like, I mean, yeah, play the, the person's popular record, but Black Rob had more than woe. And if you're a Black Rob fan like me, you already know that. Um, rest in peace to my man, Blackie, man. For real. Really good guy, boy. But when I was directing episodes of Comeback Kings, woo, Rob and Cheeks together, pays in the ass. Pain in the ass. I had to keep getting my assistant to go get them to get them on set. Because every time we wanted to take a break, they figured out that was a smoke break. And that's not going to last no hour. If I say we got to reset, man, Y'all take a 15-minute break. I mean 15 minutes. I don't mean an hour. I'm outside looking for y'all. Production assistants are looking for y'all. Y'all ain't got in a van and went somewhere. I'm like, I said 15 minutes. They just held up production. And it was cheap, Rob. Believe it or not, sometimes all of them, all of, all of them that was in what I call the weed crew, with held up production. For real. But it was it was an absolute pleasure and sometimes frustrating to be directing them two guys and, and all of the guys that were in Comeback Kings and all of the ladies that participated um in episodes. I don't even know if it's on YouTube. I'm gonna have to look on YouTube and see if Comeback Kings is on there. I know our promos, the commercials we shot. Um, for Comeback Kings is probably on there, but I'm not sure if there are entire episodes of Comeback Kings there. And if I don't have them, I know Do It All has them, and I know probably my cousin Talent has them. Yeah, so it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I thought it was a funny show, and it could have really did well if it got picked up, but um, at the time, nobody picked it up, so I guess they didn't think we were worthy of being on TV. It was a lot of fun, and rest in peace once again to Black Rob. So I'm a lady. I'm in a good mood today, and I'm in such a good mood that when I come back, it's come on, son, time. I am back, y'all, and it's time for come on, son. And first and foremost, I would like to say a big come on, son, or sonette to Candace Owens. I don't know where you came from. I don't know why people are listening to you. I don't know what happened in your life that made you a conservative Republican. But can you please shut the fuck up and come on, son. Why you got to speak out about the verdict for Derek Chauvin? You saw the video the way we saw it. And you're going to talk about he doesn't deserve to be in jail and the verdict was wrong. Are you clout chasing? I think you clout chasing, Candace Owens. I think somebody need to snatch you by your wig 
Sooner or later, you're going to be going somewhere and some black woman's going to recognize you and she's going to beat your ass. And that's going to be on videotape and we're all going to enjoy watching that. Come on, son. When are you going to stop clout chasing and shut the fuck up? You made a comment about what LeBron James had to say. But LeBron, you get a come on, son, too. Because you need to wait until all of the facts come out before you make a statement like that concerning Miss Bryant's case. You gotta wait, bro. I know it's hard. I know it's frustrating because some of us get shot down by the police all the time. And she was 16 and the cops shot her four times. Check that video out again in slow motion. That cop had to make a split sec second decision whether or not you agree with it is another thing. What it's all about really, son, is equality. That's our problem, because we know if that was a 16-year-old white girl, he wouldn't have shot her. So come on, son. Wait until all the facts come out before you jump out the window. LeBron, I love you, bro. One of the greatest that ever did it, but come on, son. Chill out before you start posting shit, bro. And speaking of come on, son, we complain about the police shooting us, but we shoot each other all the time. Who the fuck shot Baby Blue from Pretty Ricky? And he's in critical condition as of the taping of this podcast. That was my man's. That's still my man's right there. Black people, we got to come on, son. Just gun violence against each other. This shit, this shit got to stop, man. It's got to stop. Everybody's jumping to conclusions about everything on Instagram. Come on, son. This shit's got to stop. And finally, I want to say, come on, son to whoever voted Bobby Brown off the fucking Masked Singer. I don't give a damn what kind of mask he had on. And I, just so y'all know, in case y'all don't watch the Masked Singer, he was the crab. And the people at home and the people on the panel voted off fucking Bobby Brown, the king of R&B, Mr. My Prerogative, Mr. Every Little Step I Take. Y'all couldn't hear that that was Bobby Brown? Come on, son. That's how come I know people at home are fucking stupid. He's probably the best singer y'all have on it. New edition, Bobby Brown? In the audience, in the, he got voted off the mass singer. He had to be unmasked. He ain't make the Elite Eight. Come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. I'm at Lover. This is come on, son. And I approve this message. Keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. Until the next time, this is Kill Einstein, the podcast. Come on, son, son. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is being brought to you by Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. No, I'm only playing. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> nah. Y'all keep going first. Everything else will fall into place. We'll talk at y'all next week, man. Y'all know what it is. Come on, son. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced and engineered by co-executive producers Krista Hayes and Kimana Paulus in downtown Chicago. This is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast.